everybody. Uh, this is Brandon Cruz, and welcome to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. And with me, I have my very good friend, my old friend. I haven't I haven't talked to her in, in quite a long time. I'd say at least five, six, seven, ten, twenty years. Uh, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie, welcome. Hello. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I think we've talked since we were twelve. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. Yeah. Man. Man, remember that one class that we were in that one time? <laughs> no, we've. I think we've talked in the last six years, but probably mostly via Facebook. Yeah. No, I mean the last the last time we saw each other, like I said, was when you were when you were doing that play, Once Upon yeah. a Mattress. Yeah, you're right. I think that was 2009. Yeah, definitely. That that sounds about right. So, Carrie, do us a favor. Tell us just a little bit about yourself. Sure. Okay. Uh, my name's Carrie Poppy. Um, hello. (laughs) I was born in July, uh, which is the month that is now, which means that my birthday's in a week. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Really walked right into that. Uh, really, I set you up to walk right into that. Yeah. Um, Uh, everybody it's, it's, uh, Carrie's birthday. (laughs) Very soon. Whenever you listen to this. Um, I'm a, I'm a reporter yes. and, uh, actor and a dog mother and a lover of birds and blooms, yes. which is to say, uh, flowers. <laughs> uh, I'm learning to garden. And so I'm learning the lingo birds and blooms. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's what that is. Yeah. Green thumb. That's all I know. Yeah, I, I'm really, my dad was a landscape contractor and I'm not great with plants, but I'm learning. I've got two, no, four tomato plants out on my balcony that are doing quite well other than producing tomatoes, which they do not. Boo. Yeah. Well, maybe one day. Yeah. Some, someday. I mean, that, these, they, these are the things we aspire to. Right. Yeah. Uh, tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes, tomatoes. So you're, you're a dog mother. Yes. Uh, El, uh, Ella? Yes, Ella. Ooh. Uh it's it's not hot in my garage, but I was sweating after that. <laughs> yes, she is the greatest doggy in the whole world. She is nine and a half, and she's a little Chihuahua mix. I, I have a Boston Terrier mix. Just throwing that out there. What uh what's your dog's name? Gizmo. Gizmo. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say that name out loud because I don't want people stalking him, right? But sure that yeah, that's uh, so fair. Maybe, maybe I'll bleep it out in post. My boyfriend grew up with a dog named Gizmo. Really? Yeah. Was it my dog? Probably not. That dog's dead, so I hope not. Oh, that'd be a good Twilight Zone episode. Well, <laughs> You're even... just dragging around a dead dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, that dog's dead, Brandon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, hey Carrie, you ready, you ready to get into this? Uh... Oh, God, I couldn't be more ready. Is that... That's, yeah, that's no, good. I'm that's ready. good. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is episode 29, uh, Nightmare as a Child. Originally aired April 29th, 1960, starring Janice Rule as as Helen Foley and a Shepherd Strudwick who plays uh, Peter Selden. Directed by Alvin Ganser. Uh, originally it was supposed to be Richard L. Bear, but he got into an airplane accident uh, after filming The Purple Testament. And teleplay by Rod Serling. Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, this, so we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit of summary, right, right quick, right quick. Yeah, let's. All right. You, you want, you want to start us off, Carrie? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, I'm throwing, I'm throwing you a curveball. Sorry. 
Yeah, no, it's okay. I always summarize things looking at them from way too big a picture. Like I'll end up summarizing things in a sentence when someone wanted a paragraph. So I'll try not to do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, it's about a woman who uh, is a, a creepy school teacher mm-hmm. okay. who, comes, who comes home to her apartment. And um, just like you do, she sees a little child on her staircase. And instead of being like, oh, hi, do you live here? She's like, oh, hello. <laughs> I understand, children. You are a child, and I am a school teacher. Come into my apartment and drink hot cocoa, <laughs> and and she's the normal one. That, that's how the, that's how they did it back in the day. Yeah, and so this little child follows her uh, inside, and then the child, it turns out, is somehow more creepy than the woman, and uh, <laughs> uh, sits in her living room and basically feeds her information about herself. So she's like you don't like X, do you? And then the woman's just dismayed that this little girl knows she doesn't like hot drinks or this girl knows that she has a burn on her elbow. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's right. I, you know, I don't like when people tell me about myself. I don't either. In fact, I, I tend to, if someone's like, oh, well, you know, Carrie, she doesn't like this or that, I'll immediately want to take the other position. I'll be like, no, I love that. No. I love action movies. What are you talking about? No, Brandon, you you drink water all the time. Like, no, I don't. No, yeah. I don't. And then just like pour a bucket of sand in my mouth. Yeah, exactly. Just that's, out of spite. That's how you should. That's how you should handle it. Brandon, you you haven't pooped in weeks. Uh, you watch me. I, <laughs> okay. That sounds like a problem either direction. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So, okay. You want to take it from there? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this, this little creepy girl, children of the damned girl is basically telling Helen about, about her life. Like, Hey, you have a burn here and all this type of stuff. Uh, and then she's, she's sitting there. The little girl is who we find out her nickname is Marky. She doesn't tell Mm -hmm. her real name. She's sitting on the, the recliner. She's drinking a little bit of hot cocoa that Helen provided her. And all of a sudden she hears, uh, well, she she says like, uh, you saw a man earlier that you might have recognized, and Helen's like, no, that's what, no, that's not, that's not accurate, no, 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 and she <laughs> freaked, no, uh, and then um, they hear a noise, and the girl's like, oh crap, I gotta go. She doesn't say crap, but it's implied. Mm-hmm. It's implied by her tone. Yeah, implied crap. <laughs> and uh, so she's like, I'll be back. I'll be back later, and she she runs off, and uh, Helen gets a knock on the door. And a man is there, uh, who we find out is Peter Selden. And he says, may I come in, as he's already walking in the door. Um, mm-hmm. I guess maybe people weren't as polite back then. Or maybe as long, like, it's like, hey, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Like, that type of question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he so he walks in, and he's, like, instantly, like, hey, I knew your mother. Uh, do you remember anything from your past? And Helen ex- is, explains that no, she at a certain point in time before she's like ten years old, she doesn't remember anything uh, because there was an incident or whatever that she she blocked out. And the, mm-hmm. and Peter Selden is like, oh, really? You don't remember like this or hey, like really trying to like fish information out of her. And of because course, because he had met her when she was a kid. Yes, because she he knew he knew her mother and he had met her. And he said really something really creepy to me it was like, I had such a crush on you when you were. A little girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that. Uh, but then it kind of turns out they're supposed to be about the same age. I think. Oh, is oh. I I think. I, I 
Okay, well, maybe... Or maybe, maybe like, you know, he was 12 and she was 4. You know, like they were both... No, that can't be right. No, it, 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 can't, it can't be right. <laughs> no, that can't be right. Uh, we'll, and we'll get into why that's not right here in a second, right? Oh, uh, you're right. That's uh, not right. So so he's he's pushed, like, trying to pull out more and more information from her. And as he's about to leave, he, uh, she's like, I don't know where Marky went. And he's mm-hmm. like, Marky, that was your nickname as a as a young girl. Dun dun dun. <gasps> and then, and then <laughs> oh, keep keep that dun 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 ready because it's coming it's coming back right quick. Mm-hmm. And then he shows her a picture of her as a little girl, and guess who it looks like? Marky, the little, the little girl who drinks the hot chocolate. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, a twist we all saw coming for eight or nine minutes. Yeah. Really, really from the opening credits. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she passes out, I guess. I don't know. And she, uh, while she's laying on a couch, and I guess uh, Peter had left at that point in time, she has a dream about the night her mother was killed. And the night her mother was killed, it turns out it was Peter Selden. Can you dun, believe it? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Another twist we saw coming. <laughs> like, like, so telegraphed. He, Although to be fair, like probably a lot of these uh, things that seem really, uh, you know, outdated now were probably pretty original at the time. Granted, yeah, I, I, w- I would love. On a side note, I would love to be just to be able to experience them for the first time. Uh, oh, totally. To be like, oh, okay, that's whoa, trip me out, trip me out, like Sixth Sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that totally. was that was a shock the first time you saw a twist like that. But, yeah. Uh, but I digress. Uh, so she, she's like, oh crap, it is Peter Selden. Um, and she, uh, does, does she see the little girl again? She, she does briefly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So the, yeah, the little girl comes back and is like, do you remember anything now? (laughs) And, uh, she's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm starting to remember. And, and she's recalling to Marky everything with her back to Marky because why not? And then when she finally turns around, it's not Marky, but... Peter Selden. Peter Selden, which actually bum, bum. is that's for me the most startling moment of the thing. I was like, oh, oh, oh it's a different guy. Jesus, <laughs> holy crap, yeah. Uh, and and so Marky, who pretty much explains everything to Helen, uh, then gets re-explained to by Peter Selden, who is like, okay, look, maybe you figured this stuff out, but let me explain it to you now. Let me mansplain right. the things to you. A little bit. <laughs> Right. Uh, and he explains that, yeah, he was, uh, Helen's mom didn't want to fix the books for like some investments. And so mm-hmm. Peter killed her because of that. And because uh, Mark, Helen, as Marky, as a little girl, she screamed so loud, he had to run off. But he'd always kept tabs on her throughout her life. So when right. she went to college, moved to, to Chicago and stuff like that. And he figured eventually she's going to remember all the details. Let me go drag that stuff out of you and then and then and then kill you and then try to kill you which is so weird <laughs> like what a weird plan i i mean either just be like okay she's gonna remember some time so i better go kill her yeah. or go and find out whether she remembers you and if she doesn't leave her the fuck alone yeah exactly <laughs> what's this middle ground where you're like i'm she's doesn't remember right now, but I will make her remember and then kill her. It's, it's, Why is that better for anyone? It's like poking a hippo, which I don't know if it, it's a saying or people do that, but you know, like, do people, 
I've never heard that saying. I, Is that just like the, the hippo was fine and now you're yeah now you're upsetting it? Like, yeah, the, no, like, totally. it was like it was like a Disney hippo, right? Like a, a nice, friendly Disney hippo. With, a with like a tutu yeah, yeah exactly and then you keep poking it and then it turns into like one that's chasing you down a road in africa a hundred percent it's exactly <laughs> like that so uh, analogy everyone can get on board with <laughs> uh anyway so so he fails miserably at his mission to to kill her they they tussle um which is what i used a couple weeks ago i don't know why i used tussle and they he falls down the stairs and presumably breaks his neck Right, and falls in like standard murdered person pose, where like everything's at right angles. Yeah, yeah, and there's already chalk around him. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, okay, then we do like the the classic Hitchcock. Let's explain everything at the end yes. of what happened. And the, there's a police officer and the doctor, and the doctor is explaining, basically, yeah, she hallucinated the little girl. Uh, mm-hmm. sometimes when stressful situations happen, you block them out, yada, yada. And then the detective or police officer is like, weird, man. Like, that's a useful <laughs> contribution. Yeah. And then it goes back to the doctor. He's like, yes, the human condition is often weird. <laughs> uh, wow. Quotable. Yeah. That's going to be, yeah. that's going to my quote of the day board tomorrow. Weird, man. Weird, man. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, so then, it, so it goes back to, to Helen she and she hears twinkle twinkle little stars a little girl is singing it who by the way uh she heard the younger version of herself singing it earlier in the episode and she goes out into the, the stairwell and there's a little girl with a doll and then helen isn't a creepy teacher anymore she's just kind of like oh mm-hmm. hey, you have a pretty smile little girl <laughs> the end <laughs> Yeah. The the end. And the little girl's like, my doll has a pretty smile too. And we're like, okay. <laughs> that's great. You know that's not a real doll, a real person. You know that, right? Yeah, and you dumb stupid idiot. Dumb stupid. Ugh. God, I hate I hate being a teacher, is what Helen said at the end. <laughs> probably. She uh, probably if that was her first year, then she has a fifty percent likelihood of dropping out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Carrie, tell me, what were your overall thoughts on, on the episode? Um, you know, for all that we've made fun of it here, I do love this genre entirely. Um, I love, you know, melodrama and horror and everywhere it meets. Um, the, the first thing I thought when I saw it was I just love that the first words are, well, hello there, which just, <laughs> just reminds me of like, uh, Old video, old movies of like a, a farm hand who turns and looks at the camera and then is like, "Oh, why I didn't see you there." Welcome to my ranch. Right. <laughs> so really enjoyed that. Um, every, yeah. Every, every single sorry. every single one of my screenplays starts with, "Well, hello there." <laughs> it should. <laughs> that really would have helped milk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I didn't see you there. Um, uh, I love that she drinks hot cocoa every day after school. Like what? You're an adult. That's weird, but okay. Um, (laughs) she seems like weirdly unfrazzled by a day at school. Also, like if I were a school teacher, I, uh, which sounds, you know, so difficult to begin with, but to come home at 3 PM and see another child on the (laughs) stairwell, I would just be like, no, do you, where are your parents? Go home. (laughs) 
Yeah. I can't imagine being like, oh, I'm a child expert. Please come in and prolong my day. You, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like a jerk, but last night I was walking my dog with, with, with Chelsea and, and our son. And mm-hmm. uh, while we we're walking the dog, a little, probably, you know, three and a half year old kid was on the other side of the street. And she's like, like oh, a dog. Oh, what about the dog? What about the dog? And we just kind of waved at her like, oh, hi. Mm-hmm. And then, but we kept walking. Cause we, mm-hmm. cause like I don't want to deal, I don't want to deal with that, sure. that kid. Yeah, yeah, and, that's fair. But then we felt just like I felt like kind of a jerk doing that. But then I felt justified because then the three and a half year old was like, "Get back here! I want to pet that dog." <laughs> I was like, well, now I'm really not going to. You're a self entitled prick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's fair. Continue. <laughs> Did you think about Aaron Foley during this episode at all? N- no, I didn't. But oh. but now I'm thinking of him. I am too. Well, so we have a friend from high school named Aaron Foley and I've only, he's the only Foley I think I've ever known. So when I heard Helen Foley, I was like, yeah. Yeah. The the only other Foley I'm thinking of is Axel Foley. Who's that? He's from Beverly Hills Cop. (laughs) Oh, okay. There you go. (laughs) Uh, It's funny you bring up uh, Foley actually, uh, because Serling actually, Helen, Helen Foley was named after his like English and drama teacher oh okay 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 okay. hey there you go as a bit of an aside a very nice homage (laughs) um Uh, go go ahead go ahead oh oh no that's okay what were you gonna say i was i was just gonna say um you know i i have this 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 thought about this episode right because a lot of the uh synopsises they basically say like how the little girl's hallucination helped her you know, help save her life. And even like the, at the very end, like, yeah, it's weird how things can help save you or whatever. Mm. And, and my question for this episode is ultimately how much did that hallucination of that little girl really save her? Oh, not at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause I mean, even, even if you were to make the argument, Oh, she knew that guy was dangerous because of the dream and because of the little girl helping her. It doesn't really matter because he comes back and explains everything anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, uh, yeah, no. Like, like, what he like if if all the stuff before his explaining it didn't happen, right? He just he shows mm-hmm. up. He's like, "Hey, I knew your mother, but let me explain something to you. I'm also the one who killed her." Yada yada. Right. Like, which would, would she be like? Oh, I don't believe you, and then turn around and get hit in the head with a with right. A, yeah, we go down the exact same way. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I don't buy that at all. So good job, repression. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of repression, though, uh, the reason that I really wanted to watch this episode when I saw the summary was because it is in part about repressed memories, um, which is something that I've studied a little bit, though not a lot. Right. Uh, but I I used to work for the James Randi Educational Foundation. Yeah. I was their communications director, and James Randi uh, has spent his career kind of Uh, examining claims of the paranormal and other unlikely claims. And one is the claim of repressed memory. So a lot of people in my um, sort of expanded uh, social network have, uh, have studied this issue. And so I've read about it a bit. I, um, I, and, and it's, it's so at odds with what we see in the media that it's just kind of fascinating to me. And here is a perfect example of how memory does not work. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so this this idea that we have these memories that are sort of embedded and lost that can happen. Like amnesia exists. Yeah. But but um, uh, it doesn't tend to just be these whole sections of our life that are gone. It tends to just be bits and pieces. Um, and the very worst way to to handle this is to try to lead someone through recovering their memory. That's a very easy, good way to just completely change their memory and add your own details to it. Right, right. So this guy and, of course, this little girl, whether she's real or not, yeah. you know, being, you know, uh, another question, um, are just sitting there, like, explaining her memories to her, and then she remembers them. I was just like, no! We, now we have no idea if these things are true. Don't do that! This is iatrogenic memory building. It's textbook. <laughs> and remember when you saw the alien? There, that happened too. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. There's there's a researcher named Elizabeth Loftus who's sort of the expert in this field, and she's studied memory her entire career. Yeah. And one of her classic studies, she just experimented with implanting memories in people. And then, of course, her second half of the study had to be going to them and being like, hey, we have to kind of undo all the damage I did. <laughs> but um, but she would successfully change people's memories. She could just be like, and, and you probably remember, I have in my notes here that there was a hammer in the room. And then that would become a very important part of their memory. Oh, yeah, there was a hammer in the room. He picked up the hammer and he huh. beat me with the hammer when, no, the hammer was never in any of the uh, memories told to her before. She had just added that, you know, randomly into her notes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to manipulate memory. Yeah, you know, uh, I I joke I joked about the the alien stuff, right? But I'd always the the things I'd read about just hypnosis and uh, and just introducing that stuff during hypnosis to be like, see, aliens do exist. We hypnotize these people, and they brought up these all these memories, blah blah blah. But you know, mm -hmm. during the course of the hypnosis, when you're suggesting things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just just the whole part of suggestion and being like, okay, well, did you did you see the people? And if you ask right. if you ask somebody, did you see the people? That's implying that there were people there. There are people, and then absolutely. It, then it forces them to uh, pull the details out, right? Right. And if mm -hmm. they don't have the details, then they make them up. It's the same thing with like torture, you know? Right. And uh, and they might be making them up consciously, but more more likely, their brain's doing it for them. You know, you say, did you see the people? And and your subconscious goes like, oh wait, were there people? And starts to paint that picture in for you. So you might honestly be saying. Yeah, I think I remember the people, and you're not lying, right? You know, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's same thing when you dream. I mean, you're not you're not being when you're dreaming, you're not being forced to necessarily think of of the actions that you're doing or you know what what's happening in there, but your brain is filling in those those details. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's exactly like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So uh, the there's a there's a guy who who wrote this book uh, on the Twilight Zone, um, a very a, a book just goes all over the different episodes and stuff like that. Uh, Mark Scott Zakri, um, and so he he brings up an interesting thing because uh, he kind of puts his own kind of commentary about episodes here and there. Any mm -hmm. the the quote I wrote was anything that remains so grounded in reality must be considered a disappointment when it comes to the Twilight Zone. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, so. Clearly, he he's, this isn't this wasn't one of his favorite episodes. But that quote right there, uh, do you do you agree or disagree with that sentiment? Like, mm -hmm. if, if it's grounded in reality, is it not a good Twilight Zone episode? 
Oh, that's a good question. I guess I'm sort of the opposite way. I tend to be more fascinated with uh, the human explanation for things than like the um, uh, the big paranormal explanations and whatnot. I think it's it's more fascinating what's going on psychologically. Right. So I'm guessing that's what he's getting at. That like, oh, there's sort of this. Um, pedestrian explanation oh she just forgot the memory um but to me i don't know i think that's kind of more fascinating that our brains uh can and might conjure up like things like hallucinations and whole other stories to explain our lives to us yeah. i don't know i think that's cool i got you. i got you so so more you you'd prefer you prefer the the explaining at the end rather than the i don't know how it happened it just happened Oh, hmm, do I? <laughs> yeah, no, you asked me that, and I'm yeah. like, ooh, I don't know. Those uh, those, those endings, like the end of Psycho, where they're like, no, let's explain the entire human brain to you. Yeah. Uh, it's a little, little contract. But, uh, yeah, I guess, like, maybe without the narrator coming and actually <laughs> explaining it to me, yeah. uh, I still just like the uh, that being the theme. Right. That there's yeah that there's more to the human mind to be fascinated at than you know uh, than the fantastical these, yeah yeah exactly I gotcha um, but that said the question of is this grounded in reality as we've covered eh, maybe not entirely yeah not not so much, nope. <laughs> not so much. but it's an attempt to be I'm sure Ex- exactly and, and especially when it was written right the, right still still exploring that 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 type of aspect. Yeah, I mean, God, when when people realized there was a subconscious mind, it had to be fucking uh, mind blowing. Edit uh, that out if you want. Yeah, uh, it. Uh, uh, I'll, what, what I'll probably edit out is me going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> twenty six minutes. Okay, nailed, nailed it. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, Carrie. Uh, overall, what would you what would you give this episode rating out of however many increments or numbers or uh pizza rolls i don't know Ooh, this is tough this is tough <laughs> well i wrote down on my piece of paper here as i was watching this i wrote this is the bad seed meets fight club meets <laughs> gaslight and i like the bad seed and fight club and gaslight and the twilight zone so i really can't complain about much here um <laughs> So I'm going to say out of um, out of 18 baked potatoes because okay. I'm a I'm a big fan. Nice. 18 baked um, potatoes. Right. Which which is, you know, that's the top. Oh, um so good. I'm going to give it This is tough. This is tough. Okay, I'm going to give it 13 out of 18 baked potatoes. 13 out of 18 baked potatoes. Now, yeah, I mean, follow up question. Like, yeah, like what's on the baked <laughs> potato, right? Because that that makes oh. it that make that determines things. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I like it with garlic salt myself. Okay. Uh, don't give me regular salt on a baked potato. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I I use uh, vegan condiments, so I use the vegan versions of these. But I like uh, butter and sour cream and chives, and uh, you know, if you got some vegan bacon bits, those on there. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. I can I can get behind all of this. See. Okay. You know, really, I just give me one. And I'll take it. 
at this point because I, I didn't eat lunch. But <laughs> uh, I I'm trying. I, I'm that's a weird that's a weird number out of eighteen. Let's do fractions. Uh, yeah. Um. I would I would give it maybe an eleven out of eighteen baked potatoes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, now you've seen more of them, so. I feel like your potatoometer is probably finer tuned. <laughs> yeah, me. I wouldn't give my give me that much credit. I wouldn't give me that. Well, much credit. I mean, thank you. It's an honor. You're welcome. To say that. I, I like the Twilight Zone a lot, but I'm definitely not someone who has seen you know enough of it to you know make very good <laughs> uh, ratings. Right. You know, I I really like the I like the concept of this episode. Um, I. But in, in execution, I don't know if it was one of the the better ones, right? It's 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 kind of it's a little bit forgettable, right? Uh, it's uh, repressible. <laughs> I I mean, even for the the Fourth of July marathon, it was this episode aired at like two o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, two a.m. on the very last day on July fifth. So it was like oh. at, it was at like the tail end when like everyone is like oh i'm either asleep or don't care about the or i'm too drunk mm-hmm. right um mm-hmm. it, overall I, I think it's it's good but it's not uh definitive yeah i think that's right yeah. yeah i think i think you're right you know i always have trouble with star ratings like on goodreads because i feel like two stars should be like yeah it was fine but two stars is like, no, you fuck, this is the worst thing I've ever read. And if you give people more than less than four stars, even if you give them three stars, they're upset. Yeah. I just, oh, it's too much. It's too much stress. Look, we we can start at like a whole episode just about the what the rating systems have done to consumerism. When we should. Because there, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. Really, like. When's when's the last time you went on like Netflix and you saw something that was two? What do you say two, three stars? And we're like, you know what? I really want to watch that. Mm-hmm. But like, I used to be when I was a kid, like see something on Cinemax or something or, or H. Well, I'll say HBO because Cinemax means I was watching softcore porn. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, on HBO, and I didn't know what it was, and I would just watch it, and I'd be like, right. oh, that's really good. But today's rating would be like, that was a two star movie. Why'd you like that? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, and Lady Dynamite has like a very, very poor Netflix rating, and it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway, which I sh- should see. I should watch that. Oh yeah, it's great. It you got the, the, like a lot of things. You maybe need to get past episode two or so, but it's it's a thumbs up show. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our Lady Dynamite podcast. This is. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. Well, well, thank you so much for your thoughts on the episode, Carrie. Oh, my pleasure. Um, is is there any? Why, why don't you tell us uh, how we can get a hold of you or, or uh, all your shows and stuff like that? Sure, all, all your hundreds of shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I I also host a podcast. Yes. Uh, it's called Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Oh no. Oh no. And um, what we do is we investigate fringe science and fringe spirituality and other claims of the paranormal. So, uh, for example, we most recently went undercover in the Church of Scientology for a few months and then released nine episodes about that. 
Um, and then we try out all sorts of funky alternative medicines and uh, uh, other weird stuff that you might always wonder if it worked and see if it works for us. And so we do that and we release a new episode at least once a month. Uh, it takes uh, a little more uh, work than some other things we might have gotten into. So <laughs> doesn't come out every week. I'm sorry. Right. But you can check it out at uh, MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. And uh, as for all my other like live shows and I, stuff, I, I guess. I just, I just, I just want to throw this out there. You, yeah. You, you, wanna, you won the podcast award for religion and <laughs> spirituality. That's true. You, you and Ross did. And you also got third place over at the LA Press Awards. Yeah, the LA Press Club. Uh, yeah, we got third place for anchoring there. Nice. Yeah, big honor. I think we were the first podcast ever nominated, and this is their 58th year. That's incredible. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, yeah, we've been doing that for five-plus years now. Yep. Um, and we take suggestions. And then... We're, we're uh, yeah. memories. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely on the list, although I think, I don't know, I feel like you should at least suspect that you have a repressed memory before you go trying to dig it up, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then, yeah, for like live stuff, I guess the best way is to follow me on Twitter uh, at Carrie Poppy. Yes, not Carrie Poppy. She's an egg who never tweets. It's Carrie Poppy. Yes, Y E S. What? Why? Can I ask you what? Why the yes? Oh, yeah. Well, when I was trying to, when I was like, ah, oh, crap, Carrie Poppy is taken. What could I add on to my name? Oh. <laughs> I, I just suddenly thought of, um, yes. No, I thought of the E.E. E. Cummings quote, I believe that yes is the only living thing. And I always thought that was really beautiful. So oh. I was like, I'll set that. that. That's an awesome quote. I'm writing that down. Oh, see, see, we all gained today. Yes is something alive. Got it. Good. Yeah, close enough. Par paraphrase. Paraphrase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brandon, uh, one last thing about that episode. Yeah. It reminded me so much of a one act that would have happened in our high school drama department. Oh, it, that, that may not be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember a lot of like three person scenes that could have been two person scenes, but one person was a ghost. <laughs> yeah uh god th those were the days the, the drama days with beerman oh man it they were beautiful i have to say though i think those were some of the most like fundamental memories of you know growing up for me so wouldn't trade them out nope nope yeah, yeah. even when even when i was terribly acting wouldn't, wouldn't trade them <laughs> out. see there you go <laughs> all right well thank you again so much carrie for for hanging out with me you're, you're oh, awesome, gosh. and I'm, I'm so glad to uh, hang out with you finally after a good few years. Totally, me too. I'll tell you if I ever make it out to what E. I, I, will, I will be here for another year or so, so. Okay, good. We'll make a baked potato. You have a place to stay. Oh, gee. <laughs> OMG. Uh, all right. Uh, so for the, rest, for the rest of you folks out there, if you want to get a hold of me out in Hawaii, there's a few ways for you to do so. I am on Twitter at s4ya underscore podcast. You can also hit me up on Gmail, s4ya podcast at gmail.com. I am on Instagram, s4ya underscore podcast, I believe. Also, Facebook, you hit me up there. And as always, uh, geekade.com. It's been for your approval. And I'm on iTunes and Stitcher. If you can go out there, shoot me a, a five-star rating, if, if I deserve one. Uh, 
if you could if you could change iTunes and make it an 18 baked potato rating and give me 18 <laughs> baked potatoes, I would love that as well. And uh, and hit me up with a review. I I really appreciate it. But mainly, just shoot me a message any any anywhere and everywhere. And uh, I just love interacting with people. So that's all I have. Thank you again, Carrie. One last time. Woo! Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Woo! Woo! I should get I should get a little uh, track, an audience track. <laughs> <laughs> and, and until next week, I am Brandon Cruz, and this is submitted for your approval. <laughs> <laughs>